Hello, you're listening to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name's Catherine Hammond, and I'm here today with Matt Small from our business services team to talk about the latest trends in the SD-WAN and SASE market. So, Matt, you've just finished updating our global SD-WAN and SASE forecasts, and it would be great to talk about those. Um, before we get on to future expectations, perhaps you could start by giving us an overview of what's been happening in the SD1 market over the last few years, and maybe thinking particularly about the role for telecoms operators within that. Yep. So, hi, Catherine. So, since SD1 became a, a mainstream networking option around 2018, the market's grown, um, you know, really quite steadily um, in terms of revenue. Uh, the number of sites using SD1, we estimate that you know just less than four million sites will be using SD1 by by the end of this year, 2023, and also the number of SD1 offerings from from vendors as well has has grown quite strongly, and we also see this uh, th- this growth reflected in the number of partnerships between telecoms operators and SD1 vendors. So we track the number of of partnerships between telecoms operators and SD1 vendors. And we're now tracking about 270 data partnerships between between operators and SD1 vendors, um, spread quite evenly across across the globe. Um, you know, primarily in Western Europe, North America, and, and Asia Pacific. And it's not just uh, large incumbent operators that are forming these partnerships with SD1 vendors. About 50% of them in 2022, and 60% of them in 2021 were with, were with challenger operators. So it is quite a, a widespread and a mainstream option, although we do see that incumbent operators uh, do tend to partner with with more vendors on average than challengers. But that's often because they have a, a larger customer base with with more diverse needs. Great. So lots of uh, lots of growth in those partnerships, and we're seeing that those 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 volumes being steadily added to um, over the past uh, sort of six twelve months. Um, what what do we expect from the SD one market then over the next few years? Will that growth continue, or is it likely to slow a little bit? Yeah. So even though SD one is already a, a well established it's a well established market, we're still expecting to see quite good growth for for revenue and and sites um, sites served. So if we look at our forecast for revenue, we're expecting to see growth of about 14% a year between 2023 and 2028. And that's including both uh, the underlying connectivity and the overlay software service revenue on top of that. Both of these generating uh, just under uh, $60 billion in revenue worldwide by 2028. And then we also expect the, the number of sites served by SUM to roughly double to about 7.5 million by the end of, of 2028, with penetration among SMEs to grow uh, especially quickly in that time frame. Mm. So that's interesting. Even though there's already quite a level of maturity, we're still seeing opportunity to double the sites grow, site numbers. Um, and, and as you say, yeah, quite an opportunity in that SME part of the market now. So um, what, what about SASE then? Um, what does the picture look like for that? Yes, I think maybe we should uh, define what SASE means because I think, uh, well, what we mean by SASE because I think everyone has a, a slightly different meaning um, for it. So uh, relating to our forecast, uh, we mean it's, you know, the, the integration of SD-WAN then at least one cloud security product like a secure web gateway or, or ZTNA you know, with, with some level of, of at least basic uh, integration. So we see the SASE market as a, as a subset of the SE1 and cloud security market, and we think that it currently accounts for about 8% of the 
of this combined market, but we think this will rise to seven, uh, 17% by 2028, uh, growing much faster than the overall market. So in essence, we think SAS is a small but growing part of, of, of the total uh, SUN and cloud security market. And I guess going back to you know that that tracker of partnerships, there's been a trend more recently as well, hasn't there? Of um, operators talking about SASE as part of their SD One partnerships, and we've seen quite a range of products coming to market, both both single vendor SASE, but also um, some multi vendor offerings as well. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think since uh, referring to those those partnerships, I think seventy percent of all partnerships with uh, uh, with between operators and, and SC1 vendors uh, do mention SASE, so it is, is growing quite rapidly. Mm. And and as you say, it's at a much earlier stage in terms of development, that, that integration of a, of a single service, but um, a subset of the SD1 and the cloud security markets, so within that, able to grow really quite rapidly. And you mentioned for um, SD1, quite a lot of growth in SME. Does that, does that look similar for SASE? Uh, yeah, so obviously, as I mentioned, SASE is, is growing at a faster rate. But then if we look into how this changes by business size, we do see some some quite interesting trends. So large and very large enterprises will account for about 70% of the $21 billion uh, SASE retail revenue in 2028, which is, you know, which is a lot, but it, it, it does make sense because these enterprises are, are likely to be more aware of SASE and be in a position to adopt it. However, this share of revenue generated is more like 80% in, in 2023, showing that the revenue generated from SMEs is growing at a, at a faster rate compared to these uh, large enterprises. And we think that's because SASE is likely to be um, particularly appealing to SMEs allow, because it allows them to address their cloud connectivity and security needs um, in one solution with a, with a service model it's likely to be more affordable um, for them compared to, you know, maybe some traditional security services that might have a, a relatively high upfront cost, some on-premise equipment. It may also not have um, any security solutions in place that they'd have to um, that have to replace, which can also be a another barrier to adoption. Yeah, yes, yeah, so, so very much speaking to that of gap in security skills among those smaller businesses. Here's something you know wholly managed and and complete for you to buy, which addresses a lot of the needs you have without a, a lot of need for internal expertise from those businesses. So, um, I mean, I think one of the things we saw with SD One is that um, it's not been a sort of a big hit in terms of suddenly an organisation goes from zero sites to using SD One on all of its sites. It's sort of gradually adopted over time, um, rolling out to more business units and geographical regions. Do you, do you expect to see something similar with SASE? Yes, I, I think we will see something similar. I think SASE adoption is going to be quite a, a modular approach where. I think mean, we're unlikely to see many enterprises, you know, adopting all the cloud security elements of SASE in, in, in one step overnight. It's going to be a more gradual and a modular approach to adoption. Because I think um, at the end of the day, single vendor SASE solutions is is likely to be what's going to be the preferred choice for most enterprises. And, you know, that just won't happen in, in one step. I think it's important for for operators and maybe other service providers um, to 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 think carefully about which cloud security element they should lead with with their SASE uh, proposition, 
and how they can you know uh, best support solutions from from multiple uh, from multiple vendors in their customer perspective so i i think initially when when operators first started selling uh, sassy they were, they were you know focused on delivering secure web gateway with their SUN offerings i think this approach from from the conversations we've had is is maybe partly shifted uh, you know perhaps maybe to, more towards uh, ztna but then you know also it's not just the solutions which matter i think education is going to be is going to be key um it's not just about the offering it's about whether enterprises know what the benefits of these services are so i think operators you know while looking at their you know the actual approach of their of their services should look at you know investing in in experts to help educate enterprises to help them you know take advantage of this rapidly growing market yeah, and I think that's a theme we see in lots of um, lots of enterprise services as well, don't we? So operators needing to educate the market about SD WAN, about SASE, about five G, um, all sorts of things. So, yeah, um, interesting, Matt. So lots of opportunities for for telecoms operators and also for other service providers, but um, lots to think about in terms of how they they approach the market. When sounds like need quite a flexible um, approach to that. Um, we've got lots of research on this topic available on our website, so please do take a look if you'd like to dig deeper, and we'll add links to some of the most recent reports, including the uh, latest forecast, into the show notes. If you'd like to automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast, and as ever, we welcome your feedback, comments, and reviews. Thank you for listening. Thank you.